Paul does that on purpose just so that you pay attention so you can see that his mouth and the words, you know, you've got to put it all together. That was supposed to be funny. <laughs> Thanks. It's almost like golf claps. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Brad. You're just wonderful. Well, have you enjoyed the spring? Yeah, I'm, I'm now getting ready thinking, ah, those wonderful, it's going to get even warmer for summer and uh, you know, it's great just to go out and see more and more of, I like just believing I want COVID to be gone, don't you? Oh, help me, Lord. You know, have you ever started almost because we were so used to never not having a mask, you start walking in the store and go, I got to go back to the car, forgot my, I just hate that. But anyway, you know, uh, I'm believing that there'll be a day coming when uh, we won't have to be concerned about that. Um, I'm not concerned about it now, but, you know, I, you understand. Uh, it's just living in these, these times, and that's kind of brought on why we're doing the series that we're doing. There are people that got saved last week, so let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you. It's good to have you with us. So if you raised your hand even at home and you ever want to make it to the church, we've got some gifts for you. We have, uh, we have a CD we can give you. We also have a, a free T-shirt uh, if you go to the Welcome Center, you can get that as well. Uh, if you just gave your life to Christ, uh, behind the, the cross over there, there's some little booklets, so they're free, um, and it kind of helps you on where to get started with that. And if you gave your life to Christ, or you've been saved for a long time, you see the door over there to my right, to your left, and, and those are online, you really can't see it, so you'll have to come here to see it. But anyway, it, it really is just a symbol, so you walk through that salvation door, and that's really not... Um, you know, it's just a prop, but just symbolizing I'm, I'm walking into a new life and then just sign the door, just sign it. Maybe you were saved 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, whatever, or just yesterday or today or last week, put your name on there, sign that and just, just declare, you know, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice in this. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things come on, have passed away. All things become new and we're still under construction in this series. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying this and there are 22 chapters in Revelation. And what the Lord has spoke to me is said, you know, to teach and preach this book. 22 chapters. We're covering a chapter every week. Uh, so I'm not trying to jump through and go, okay, hey, let's do these next five chapters. Not that that would be bad or that would be wrong. And I'm not going in so deep for me. I like at least, you know, so if, you, if you're like, well, it's not deep enough, then get into your own Bible, okay? That's all I'm trying to tell you. I, I'm doing this because this is where the Lord wants me to be. So I'm, I'm getting the, the generality of what the theme is about, what that chapter is about. And, and that's what we're talking about with a little bit of depth in it, but not a whole, whole, you know, so deep that I don't want to be somewhere and it's like, whew, whew, and I have no idea what's going on or what they're saying or if for that reason, how I would even apply it to my life. So my heart is that you get it and that, that you can take it and go, you know what? I got something from that. So this is week 15. This is going to be a 22-week series. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. <clears throat> but it is so good. I mean, finding out secrets in God's word or things that we can reflect on and go, I get that or I can picture that. Now I kind of understand. At least when you leave, you will have an idea when this is all over, at least about the book. And you'll kind of have it like, okay, I, I get it. Because sometimes when we don't know stuff, it scares us. And when, we, and when we're scared, we, we act differently. You ever been afraid and you just you act differently? 
and so just to be able to know that there's, it's okay to have a, a healthy fear of the Lord. You know, not being afraid of who God is, but just saying, you know what, I, I get it. There, there are things that God has put in place, and I don't want to go past those things. So getting and understanding that, you know, uh, so doing that, that's fine. But also saying, you know what, I, I understand a little bit about what is happening or what will happen. So our heart is that you get an, a better knowledge of Jesus, you find yourself drawn closer, do some self-study. If this is the only time you eat spiritually, you probably are malnourished. So you need to spend a little more time in reading the Bible and just kind of looking at what God says. So all that being said, we're going to look at Revelation 14. It says, this is called really their song. The saints sing a new song. Angels proclaim the gospel. So I'm just a brief overview. The harvest of the earth begins. So it gets kind of heavy stuff. So before we get started today, we're going to just ask God for some revelation in our own brains. Can we do that? Lord, just help me get whatever I need in here to drop down here. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us just to hear your word, see it in our Bibles that is your word, and help us to apply it in our hearts. Thank you for peace, guidance, in Jesus' name, amen. So we see forgiveness of God in this chapter, and we also see wrath of God. And uh, I'd like to teach on one and skip the other, but it is God's revelation, and he's revealing Christ, and this is stuff that we need to know. We need to see the whole picture, and so you need to understand we need to know and see the truth. I'm going to say it one more time. We need to know and see the truth. Hard truth is better than soft lies. Can I get an amen? So we need to understand. The question is, is in the world when all of this stuff happens, are, are they going to uh, choose which side? Truth or lies? And so we're going to continue. Revelation 14.1 says, Then I saw the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. So in this chapter, it starts out, with Jesus the Lamb standing on Mount Zion. So you need to know where that mount is. That's the hill where Jerusalem sits. So that's where he's standing. With him are the 144,000. Remember, in chapter 7, they were sealed for his service. So we're just kind of, he's pulling everything together. And so this is what's happening. John sees Jesus with his people. Now, because Jesus promised to be with us until the very end of the age. Now, I put a little note here in my notes because God always backs up everything. He says, you know, the Bible is, is so amazing. There is no fault in it. There's not one word that's wrong. And there are people that will argue and say, well, man wrote the Bible. Yeah, man that God inspired wrote the word of God. And the Bible is infallible. That's a, that's a college word. That just means there's no fault in it. There's nothing wrong with it. And it uh, doesn't mean that men can't make mistakes, but, they're, but God supernaturally used these people to write the Bible. So you need to understand that. So knowing all of that, Jesus says, I'll be with you to the end of the age. What is one of the last things that he said when he ascended after he rose again? And that's why, I mean, that's why we're believing Jesus rose again so we could live with him forever. Amen? Because what he did on the cross. One of the last things he said was, I'll be with you. To the end of the age. So again, in Revelation, he's confirming what he's already said. How many knows that God, I mean, he just, he's telling you, people are just, 
this is what we Christians do so many times. And there, it's not that there is no time that you can't wait on the Lord. I get it that, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on God. But we use it, if we're not careful, as a crutch or an excuse. I'm just waiting on God. Can I tell you, in most cases, God is waiting on you. Because everything that needs to be done, now there may be that time period. The Bible says faith and patience bring the promise. That's in Hebrews. There may be that time period that you have to wait for the timing of the Lord. How many love the timing of the Lord? Pastor Kim and I are waiting on the timing of the Lord for things in our life. And I get it. There are times that you have to wait. And, and we have to be at peace when we wait. You know, but so many times we use things and just, I'm just waiting on the Lord. And God is waiting because Jesus, can I just say this? Jesus isn't going back to the cross again. One and, one and done. That's it. He did it once, paid for everything, already done. Not going to go back. And so we need to apply that to our lives. That's why the Bible says that in Mark that we can pray and we believe we receive when we pray. Why? Because it's already been done. And our minds in our natural, we don't see it that way. And that's why some things don't manifest in our own life because we don't believe that it's done. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. We, we don't see it done, so we think it's still got to happen. But we need to see it done. You need to see yourself walking in health. You need to see yourself free of debt. You need to see yourself done. John hears something. He hears a sound. He hears a song. Have you ever heard a sound? A sound like one that you would never forget? Let me help you just a little bit. For me, one of the favorite sounds I've ever heard in my life is my wife saying my name or saying, I love you. I, I love that. My kids yelling, Daddy! When I would come home from the office, it, it, I mean, to this day, they are older. I'm not going to say how old because then you'll age me. But they still, they don't yell, Daddy, but they don't care who's looking. They will come and hug me. It doesn't matter to them who's looking. They don't have to remain, their friends could be, doesn't matter to them. They don't have to remain cool and be like, you know, they just, and I didn't ask for that, but I'm so thankful that I have received it. But they would yell, daddy, and they would run when I'd come home, and that would be one of the best moments of my entire day. And I would hug them, and they would just, oh, daddy, can we play, and all of those things. Now it is my grandkids and the grandparents in the room say, yay, yay. I love hearing them say, now this is who I am to my grandkids, pops. So we had to be creative because there's, there's, a, there's a papa, there's a papa, there's a grandpa, but not me, I'm pops. So it is just, I love hearing their little voices. I'll get to see them today and they'll, they'll you know, I can hear my little granddaughter going, come here pops, sit right over here by me. And I just want to go do that. And Arrow, he's, you know, he's in the building, not here with us, but he'll go pops, 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 pops. Love that. Some of the best sounds I've ever heard in my life. Now, understanding there's sounds that mean something to us. Grabbing a hold of that. I'm going to try to pull us all in together here. Let's switch the sounds of maybe just, not just words, but let's say music. What kind of music moves your heart? What artist? What time era? I remember things. Do you remember things that you saw and you're like, that is crazy. I remember watching Michael Jackson on the Motown special Moonwalk for the first time. Anybody else remember that? 
that was crazy. I remember saying, like, what's he doing? Look at that. You know, I mean, he just did that. There are people like, he's on a conveyor belt. He wasn't on a conveyor belt. But I remember, you know, just music. What artist, what, what genre, what, you know, what moves, what time era? You can, sometimes there's, there's music that plays and your whole being can be, get behind it. We were, uh, the church wasn't real, real old. We were, the whole worship team, Mallory would remember this, practicing in our barn. <laughs> no air, air in the barn. Do, barn doors open, you know. The people in there doing worship, you know they love Jesus because it's a sweat box. So they're in there, and out of nowhere, well, they were doing worship, and then we were doing a Christmas, practicing for a, I don't know what it was. We were practicing early, evidently, but it was hot. And out of nowhere, they, you know, on somebody's device, it went from whatever we were practicing to what was the song? You want to be starting something. <laughs> you want to be starting something. You got to be starting something. How to get over. You know. But it, it just took off, and it was really loud, and everybody simultaneously started, just started, you know, and the whole, we just, it was just eruption and laughter, because everybody recognized what was going on. So there, there, there's stuff that God does. Do you, I mean, let me just say, do you understand that Lucifer was a music angel? So music, it, it just moves people. So getting that in our, in our mindset, you know, the beat, the sound, some songs will bring you to tears. So let, let, me, let, me, let me do this. Now, I was going to put sound bites, but I already know how Facebook works. So they will mute us. So you're going to have to help me here. You don't want me to sing them, I don't think. Now, how many are in here from the 50s? Give me somebody from the 50s. That was your era. Yeah, only a couple of you. I'm not raising my hand. <laughs> Tom in the back, bless your heart, Tom. <laughs> he was from the 40s. He's just saying 50s. No, he's not. <laughs> he's from the 50s. Okay. I'm giving you a song that was in the top 100 songs. So, you know, I asked for the top 10, but it gave me the, the top whatever. But anyway, and you tell me. Who the artist was. And if you can tell me, the first one that can tell me, I'm going to give you a dollar. It's bribery. No, it's not. You can go and just think of this. You can go to the snack machine. You can put your dollar in. You could pick two snacks out because everything in there is 50 cents or one and then get 50 cents and get a, a pop on me. Or... Since the pop machine doesn't take dollars, they'll show you how to open it and put the dollar in to get two Pepsis. I don't care. We trust you. And some of you are like, this church is different. Good. All right. So you tell me, in the 50s, this was one of the number one songs. You're going to know who this is. But the first one, you can come up and get this dollar. Jailhouse Rock. Whoever was number one, I couldn't tell. You all said it. So just pick somebody. Somebody run up here. Thank you so much for everybody jumping up. <laughs> You're like, Elvis, 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 Elvis. I'm going to put it right there. All right. Who's here from the 60s? Yes. Margie. So you're the only one who can answer this. No. <laughs> All right. Who is the artist for this? Save the last dance for me. It's close. It starts with a D. 
<laughs> That's close. It's not Diana Ross. Uh, the, the Drifters. Okay. Anyway, but Margie, I will. You were, you were close. You didn't say anything. That's close enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, 70s. That's kind of my era. Yeah, now it's, you ready? Sweet home Alabama. Wow, look at you. Well, there's your dollar. Heathen. <laughs> no, we all love that. Remember, one time in church, two story, one time in church, I had the whole worship team. I said, let's just start the praise thing. You should have seen the congregation. They're all like. <laughs> then everybody started laughing, and then they went to the regular stuff. Um, so anyway, very good. I don't mean you're heathen. I like Sweet Home Alabama. So, okay. I love this one. You're going to probably know this one because this is my favorite movie series, Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Was that you, Sandy? Whoever said, oh, that was Sheila. All right. Sheila, this is, this is yours up here. All right, 90s. Anybody from the 90s? Now, see, 80s was a Pastor Kim. She knows every 80s song that was ever written almost. She could win name that tune. Anyway, different story. 90s. And I will always. Who said that? Well, okay. The one I have is Whitney. So, uh, but, you know, if you really like Dolly and nobody claims the other dollar, we'll, we'll pardon you for that. All right, and then here's, I'm only going to do to the 2000s. I didn't do 2010, but the 2000s, uh, uh, a moment like this. No. She is a judge on The Voice. I think that's her. That's it. Kelly Clarkson. All right, you guys, give everybody a hand. My point is this. You know, we all have these songs. Um, songs build us in the momentum. You know, remember the Karate Kid. Remember that final, you know, and da-da-da, and you got the guy going, finish him, and they span back, and Mr. Miyagi's going, you know, and Daniel's like this, and the other guy's like this, and then, you know, I was there. The movie theater was packed. And when he made that kick, I was standing up going, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if anybody else was, but I was, I was out of my seat. We all know how the how, you know, Eye of the Tiger and the Rocky theme. And, and, and we could go on and on. You could name another movie and you'd be like, oh, yes, that music. Star Wars. My goodness, you could just play something from Star Wars and there'd be, you know, people would be like, oh, the force. I get it. Revelation 14, 2, 3. Let's, let's, let's keep going. I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of a mighty ocean, waves of the rolling of loud thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. The great choir sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and the 24 elders. No one could learn this song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. What's amazing about songs is it, ex it expresses like what we've been through. Some things will resonate with you that wouldn't resonate with me. Some things that move me would maybe not move you. But you know, when we've been through something, maybe trials or, or heartache, 
or something that you just remember was so-and-so's favorite song. And, and that was played, and it just brings back wonderful memories. There's memories that we, you know, when we were heading to uh, Disney World, um, Mallory had made, or maybe it was Crunch that made it, I don't remember, the CDs of uh, Mallory. Uh, the CDs of just, the, you know, when Disney, it seemed like, was Disney, I guess. But anyway, just that, that music of when, you know, of an easier, simpler time. And it just brought memories back. And, and, you know, we just, I remember the kids being little and being on Main Street and, and you know, their eyes being big as softballs. And like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I could whistle the Andy Griffith theme and everybody would know. I wouldn't even have to say what movie or what series it is. My Three Sons. All, nah, 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 yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that push of music takes us places. It's life put to music. You know, maybe for that experience or season, when we sing it together, those that went through it with it, you know, they went through something with you or during that time period, it's your song. It's part of you. You lived it. You breathed it. You walked it out. Maybe there's a worship song. You're going through something and, and uh, you know, I went through that heart attack last year and I remember, you know, I was doing yard work when all that happened. And so to do yard work again, the enemy just boom, boom, boom. And I remember singing, you know, Sandy Patty sang that song, and you'll know what it is. There's strength in the name of the Lord. There is power in the name of the Lord. I mowed my yard, I can't tell you how many times, singing that song out loud so I could hear it while I was mowing the yard. And, I'm, and so anybody probably who was watching me was like, what's he singing? That's not singing, that's howling. But he's doing it with the yard, with the, you know, but I was, you know, what I'm doing, because the song ministered to my spirit and helped me push through the fear. Come on, am I talking to somebody? It helped me get to the other side. We've all had songs. That's, that's our song. You've been somewhere and the song starts playing, and you're like, that's my jam. That's it. I've, oh, that's our song. These 144,000 share a mission like no other. The song is theirs. It's their song. It's their story. It's their worship. And they sing it, and nobody else can sing it. Think about it, what they're called to do. They serve in the tribulation. The entire world needs relief, and God sends them. Man. The next verse, they're called the purity. That's what one a uh, scholar calls it, they're, they're just called the purity because they follow Jesus wherever he goes. This is the 144,000. Remember, they're marked for God now. They were purchased from among mankind, and they're offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus. Now, first fruit, you know what first fruit? First fruit is evidence, but it is the very first part of the harvest. It is evidence. We saw the harvest of new believers in tribulation. It's countless multitude. Now, think of the task these have. The picture suggests that the 144,000 will be witnesses, and they'll reach many. But it's not going to be easy because they have to be blameless. They have to be pure. So their witness, integrity, is the key of their witness. Revelation 14, 4 and 5 says, They have kept themselves as pure as virgins. You need to understand, this is, see, men gets all messed up because everybody starts getting judgy. 
God picked these people and he saved them for himself. And, you know, just in this text, it says as. So many times people are like, well, I've never been perfect. There is no one in this room, including me, that has ever been perfect. You will never be perfect. But because of the blood of Jesus, that's how God views you. When we are with Jesus and we've covered all that, he is like, that's my kid. Have you ever, do you ever not like your kid because they did something wrong? I mean, <laughs> some of them, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, you, you still love them. You might not like what they do or what they did or maybe even their viewpoint. But there's nothing, I mean, our children will always be our children. We will always love them. There's nothing you can do to let God or make God love you more. There's nothing that you have done or could do to make God love you less. Revelation 14, 5 says, They kept, kept themselves pure as virgins, following the Lamb wherever he goes. They've been purchased from among the people on the earth as a special offering to God and the Lamb. They've told no lies there without blame. So from all of that work, they have a song. One that is theirs alone. <clears throat> and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pour this into you. I, I have a song. Um, we, Kim and I probably have different songs, but there's a song. I'm not even going to tell you what the song is. I'll tell you the author. It's Lionel Richie. I have a song that I, I propose to her with that song. So when I hear that song, it brings me right back to the time I proposed to her. A song... Uh, Mallory and I have a song when she married uh, Justin, and they have that daddy-daughter dance. I still, you know, I think of that. It brings tears to my eyes because that was a song that she picked out, and that was a song that I danced with her, and it was actually, it was, I'll even tell you the artist. It was Billy Ray Cyrus singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, that song. And Mallory whispered in my ear during that song, Daddy. You are my hero. I just, <laughs> I love you. I mean, it was just, uh, but, but you see that song, I cannot, I mean, I, I'm not saying I love everything about the artist or everything. I just like the way the song sounded. I like the way it was sung. I like that, the fact that Mallory and I connected on that. A song. You know, Moses and the Israelites sang a song after they crossed the Red Sea. And we used to sing it in churches. Remember when choruses were big in churches before we kind of really got in and evolved into these great worship songs? I love these songs that we've been singing. But remember that I will sing unto the Lord, for he is triumph gloriously, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song has now become my victory. That's all scripture. That is all what happened. Now, the story behind that is God led them across the Red Sea. If you remember, Pharaoh and his, and his buddies, <laughs> or all of his army, not Pharaoh, but all of the army tried to follow, and the sea closed back up. So when they got on the other side, that's what they sang. And that song is a, mem a memorandum. or It's a memory. That's what it is. It's a memory. You can tell I went to college. I did, but obviously, let's go. All right. <clears throat> but in verse 6, as we read on, the scene changes from a song to voices of angels. Revelation 14, 6. I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news. That's the gospel. 
to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, to every tribe, language, and people. So John sees three angels. Well, actually hears them, really. And the word angel means, if you look it up, it means messenger. Some scholars say that these messengers are something from today's time, like, you know, because we have all this technology uh, that could be something carrying a message. Or they could just, let's be honest, they could just be flat out real angels. You know, I. But in any case, what they say is very important. Angels are amazing. You know, they are, they are ministers of the gospel. Now, I've, I've seen angels. I've seen demons. I've spoke to angels. They're, they're, the ones that I have seen are big. They're um, eight, nine feet tall, or my guesstimation. They're, I mean, they were taller than me. Of course, that's not saying a lot. <laughs> I'm 5'8", so... But, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Kim and I were on staff in a church in Dayton, and there was a, uh, we were doing a revival. How many remember revivals? I mean, you go to a church, man, and, and you wouldn't get out of church till 11 o'clock. My kids fell asleep on the pew because, number one, I was on staff. I couldn't leave. But, number two, it was just, you know, it was, there was just a hunger for people. They wanted more of God. And, and that was during a, I don't know what was actually going on, but Pastor Kim was just exhausted. Now, maybe it's children. Any moms of toddlers would probably say, preach it, because they're just all the time running somewhere. But she was just so, she didn't have energy. I mean, she was just like, felt so, anybody ever feel like that? You know, sometimes that is a spirit. It might be that you just, you don't take time, take rest, and I get that, and we need rest. But there can be also attacks that would just keep you down. But, so this was an attack. And the evangelist that was ministering there had called her up and gave her a word. Turn to your neighbor and say, a word. Now, a Logos word is something, I hope you're learning something today. A Logos word is something from the, you know, like the written word. Here you go. Here's the Bible. A Rhema word is something that God speaks through somebody or to you, and, and it is from God. Now, and people can give you a lot of stuff. And they, they may be, I have a word from the Lord. You know, I get a lot of words from the Lord being in the position I am, and most of them could probably not be so true. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. But anytime you get a word that somebody says is from the Lord, what you do is you compare always. You line it up with the word of God. Somebody say amen. It's got to match the word. If it goes out of the bounds of the word, it is not God. Period. If it kind of matches the word, I'm t it's got to line up with the word. If it's telling you to do anything outside of the word of God, it is not from God. God will never go outside of his word. So you need to know that. But if it's something that's in the future that lines up with the word, you can just say, Lord, you know, we'll just kind of, then I'll, I'll just believe whatever. You can bring it to pass if that is for me. And let's let the Lord reveal that to you and walk that out. Are we together? So they called her up and and he said he, he read her mail. So again, didn't know I was going to be doing all this today, but I hope you're all right. So this is what he said. He said to her, he said, you've been really tired. You've been this and you've been that. You just have no energy. And I think you'd been ill as well. I'm not really sure. Um, but I, I don't know. But she was, in a, she was in a place she didn't like. You know, and I mean, she's a strong spiritual woman. I mean, come on, this is like Molly Brown. 
you know, you can't sink this ship. She's, she's not going down. And she's, you know, so she's a strong woman. And I love that about her. So it, this was something oppressive by the enemy. And he said, he spoke over that, commanded that spirit to leave and said, you will have energy in the morning. You will beat your husband up. Not, not that. Let me. <laughs> not that kind of beat up. I mean, get up before me, okay? Stop it, you guys. Can't get anywhere with you. Anyway, uh, and I'm an early riser. I get up every day about uh, 5.30, sometimes before. So I, I get up early. Um, but, you know, she was not at the time. Now she gets up early every day now, and she, she's always in her word and getting up and praying and all of that. So she's, she's very amazing. At that time, you know, she still read the word and prayed and did that every day. It just wasn't that early in the morning. It's usually after I went to the office. There's nothing wrong with that. So this isn't judgment, okay? Just giving you the story. But he said, you'll be up before your husband. And so um, that night, I was laying in bed, and I was awoken, felt something was in the room. Now, again, I'm not trying to freak anybody out because I wasn't scared, and it wasn't weird, Okay? Are we all right? Somebody tell me yes. Okay, all right. So we're all right. And I, I, I rolled over, and there was an angel standing over top of Pastor Kim, and he was about eight or nine feet tall, and he was standing, he had his hands like this. And he just looked up at me and smiled. And I remember inside, I didn't feel like, you know, it wasn't like that. I, I had this overwhelming presence of God and a peace. And I asked him, I said, you're here because of what happened last night, aren't you? And he looked at me and he just nodded his head and went like that. And I said, you are ministering to her. I said something of that nature. And he went like that. And about that time, he stood back. Now, again, you can believe me. It won't bother me if you don't believe me. I do not care. I'm just telling you my story. All right? If you watch the Polar Express, now I've jumped to another movie, but just stay with me. <laughs> Remember the, the, the hobo on the train, and he looked at the little boy, and he just kind of disintegrated into snow? That's what this angel did. So when I watch the Polar Express, it reminds me of that time. This angel looked at me and smiled, and it's just like he started to spin and just like, it's okay. Let me go. If you don't know the Polar Express, if you watched Marvel and End Times when they all went away and they all filtered into like that, that's what it was like. It was just like when he just was, was gone. And I, I remember like, oh, okay, that was awesome. And I remember inside, I was like, I just saw an angel. I just saw an angel. And I felt just like, I, I felt so at peace. I, I just went. You're gonna. This is gonna sound stupid, but I went back to sleep, and uh, and in the morning I was awoken by noise in the kitchen. She was down there. She was cooking. She was doing everything. She was just like, "Hi, babe. How are you doing? I'm feeling really great today." And I'm, you know, and she was like, you know, got all this energy and everything because whatever was needed, God had taken care of. Brett, why are you telling me all this? I'm telling you that God is telling us things in this book so that you can get things taken care of. But we put God in a box. I'm guilty of it too. 
You can respond right here, God. Don't respond over here. Don't respond over here, but respond right here. And we need God to just have the freedom that he, that he wants, and we need to just let him do. And see, people are like, well, he's God. Yeah, I get it, he's God. But you know, God works within his word. These angels have a message. So the first angel is the eternal gospel for the entire world to hear as clear as a bell. Every language is used. Salvation, forgiveness, Jesus died so you could live. The price is paid. Fear God and give him glory as the hour of his judgment has come. Worship the creator. This angel has a specific message. Just like the angel that visited me that night had a specific job, had a specific thing to do. The second angel is in verse 8. Now, Babylon in the Bible is the worldly system, so you need to understand that. It's set up against God. It is, we would call it the earth-cursed system, I guess. It's false religion and all kinds of other stuff. Its base is built on money and man's work apart from God. So the second angel tells the whole world, and I'm going to put this, this is my version, to the bat cave. That's what he's saying. He's saying it's going down. It's about to go down to the Batcave. You know, it's, it, how many remember the original Batman? Remember? And he went, and Commissioner Gordon, he'd pull up, the, you know, Batman and Robin, they'd, wherever that, that head of whatever that was, and he'd hit the button, the thing would slide out, and there'd be the pole, Batman, Robin, or Bruce and Dick. And somewhere on the way down the pole, they got changed. I don't know how that happens, but... How many, I wish we had those poles in our house, don't you? We'd get changed. I wish my wife would use that. She'd be changed. You know, she could change like that. That's just a man's opinion. But uh, anyway, what, it's about to go down. The, the angel's saying the entire system is crashing. He's saying, get out while you can. Jump ship before it goes down. So God is doing, he's, uh, that's what the tribulation is all about. It's God, once again, trying to save those that will listen. It's kind of, you know, last call here. Are you getting it? And so make no mistake about it. The world system's messed up. The ship's going down. They're calling out to every last person. Get in the lifeboat. Get in the lifeboat. This is about to happen. You cannot stop it. You need to listen. God has made a way yet for some to escape, but still there are so many that refuse. Because it's too much fun Hanging out at the bar of the Titanic, if you get my drift. We'll all have plenty of time. Angel number three cries out in a loud voice, If anyone who worships the beast and receives the mark on their hand or forehead, they too will drink the wine of God's fury. Let's look at it, Revelation 14, 9 and 11. The third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue... Now, my Bible says, now this is, again, New Living Translation, and his statue, there is this word in here. It says, or. I just want you to, you know, because we're all so concerned. We're not supposed to get the mark, but there is, this is also saying, you don't, not only not get the mark, you better not worship the thing. Did you catch it? It's not, and, it says, or. Just a thought. Uh, 
must drink the, the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. The smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever, and they will have no relief day or night, for they worship the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name. The angels are calling out sin, and they're saying, you need to let it all go. Get out before the ship goes down. Obviously, don't take the mark. There's, if you do, there's not going to be any rest. There's no relief. You can't be unconscious to avoid the pain. You cannot be in anywhere besides this painful spot. And I, the only thing I can assess to this is, again, and I'm sorry for keep saying, but you know, when I was on the ICU table, I just wanted the pain to stop. And I asked the doctor, I'll make you a deal. Knock me out, and I'll talk to you later. And the doctor's like, you know, basically, they're just trying to keep me there. So, you know, that was like, no bueno. That wasn't happening. But I couldn't wait until that pressure, until that pain had stopped. What they're saying here is there is no relief from this. It is, have you ever, now, there's, there's a difference between stabs of pain, like, oh, man, ooh, it hurts every time I do this. The, the example of that was, don't do that. And then that won't hurt. But there's times where you're like, oh, it just is an ache, a constant ache. This is past that. This is like agonizing. This isn't going away. This doesn't stop. You can't be killed. You're not unconscious. You don't get to be knocked out. It is just pain. But there is still hope for God's people. They will find rest. Revelation 14, 12, and 13. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds follow them. I don't like reading that. I mean, it is great that if you say, okay, God, but it, it, the end doesn't sound too good, does it? It says, those that die in the Lord, yes. You know, those that get saved, then they, they will skip out on that enduring pain forever and ever part. But the rest, you know. So the chapter ends with the harvest of God's wrath. So after all the warning, that's what happens. Harvest is a time to gather the crop after the grain or fruit have fully grown. In other words, there's nothing left to do. Their heart is so hard, they will, they're not going to turn. Harvest always comes after sowing and waiting. Fruit, again, is evidence. It tells you what the tree is by the fruit it produced. If I pull up an apple tree, I, you know, if I get an apple, I know it came from an apple tree because that's how that fruit comes. When you can tell what the fruit is, you know which plant germinated. The Bible says that good uh, tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit, a bad tree can't bear good fruit, and a good tree can't bear bad fruit. I mean, you need to understand, because the world will take this and call it judgment. I'm not talking about judging others. I'm talking about fruit. Everybody has a chance to get right with God. We all need to be right with God. Mother Teresa would have to be right with God. All the disciples have to be right with God. The Pope has to, and you know what I'm saying? 
We've, we've created all these other things and all these other ways, but bottom line is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. That's Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to be right about. So we have to get our life right. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we have the opportunity to see the goodness of God in our lives. What I want you to picture in this whole chapter is not only that song that hopefully, you know, you can kind of go, I get it now, but the patience of Almighty God. He waits. He allows, you know, fruit takes time to develop. It doesn't just happen. You know, how do you get patience? Stuff happens, so you have to be patient about it. So it can develop. Good or bad, at this time they'll be judged accordingly. His wrath is severe, but it's also fair. He's giving them every opportunity to leave the system that will not bring them. Everybody, it will bring them eternal life, but not the life that they want. Everybody in here gets to live eternally. We all do. It's just where do we want to live? I don't want to live in damnation where I am in pain for the rest of my life. Do you? That's why it's so important as we study this book. I don't know about you, but I think it's going to be cool to fly like Superman. Let me out of here, man. If that's what you want to do, let's do it that way. And I'm going to meet my loved ones and my friends and my TLC family and other believers that find Jesus. Nobody's perfect, but let's, let's gather this. When it gets to this point, that's tough. There's going to be times that there's going to be people that you will just, you love them dearly, but you will part ways because of the truth of the kingdom. My heart is this to you this morning. I hope at least you're seeing like, okay, I'm kind of getting this. I was excited as I wrote this and I was thinking about all those different songs and what must heaven be like. You know, one of the most, you know, if we were thinking of gospel songs or songs in the church, most people, I bet you, would say, I love Amazing Grace. People, they all know that song. Saint and Sinner, everybody almost knows Amazing Grace. One of the prettiest ways I've ever heard it is with bagpipes. It's just, I don't know, there's something so reverent and honorable about it play in my in my heart like that I, you know but do you know that most of the the good old gospel songs or even some of those great hymnal songs that we very rarely sing anymore were birthed out of a tribulation time in that person's life something that happened or a, you know when when they wrote then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art I don't know what everybody's been through in this room, but I do know this, Jesus does. And the song that I wanna sing is the one that he puts the melody in my heart. Because I can look at my children and I can look at my wife and I can look at my family. And I literally, I mean, am I perfect? No, but I do, I feel good about living what I believe. I want you to have that feeling. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Those that are online, you can bow right